0: Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Night Recapping Week 12. Josh Jacobs goes for 48.3 3, 48. PPR fantasy points. And I missed the end. It, they took it off red zone. It wasn't on TV. And I was like, how did they score? I wonder, oh my gosh, are you serious? Josh Jacobs, incredible game. Uh, and we got more to talk about. I am calling Week 12. I came up with a very clever nickname for Week 12. Week 12, the week when the quarterbacks threw passes to receivers that nobody cared about and did nothing for our fantasy teams. Uh, What's up, Dave Richard and Heath Cummings? Dave, welcome back from your
3: Thanksgiving trip. I hope it was great. Good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here. I did not go up against Josh Jacobs in any of my 17 leagues. (laughs) Really? Really? I don't know how that happened. I only have them in one league. It's the podcast league, actually. So uh, Sam, the intern, and I crushing it in the podcast league. Jacob's a huge part of that. You asked for an answer to a question. I did. Before the show started, you wanted to know if Josh Jacobs' points in PPR were the highest of any non-quarterback this year in fantasy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there was a player who did better than him in week nine.
0: Yeah, I forgot about him.
3: Wasn't that long ago when Joe Mixon went off for a monster game. But he didn't have 300 total yards. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good.
0: Pretty, pretty good. So I do think this is the second biggest game, uh, at it least is. for a non-QB. But I don't think the quarterbacks beat him 48.3. I three. I'm Lamar Jackson. Oh, Tua probably. Tua had a 50-point game in there, I think. But an amazing game. Heath... Uh, who is the biggest winner? I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna give you like three seconds to think about it. Heath Cummings is here. Follow him at Heath yeah, Cummings I think it's a
4: combo of the two guys that I'm gonna steal one of Dave's winners and one of my winners. It's the New York Jets football catchers. Um, <laughs> the, the, anybody who plays and there we had this quote, like it was an ominous quote, I believe from Zach Wilson's first week of real practice, and I believe it came from Garrett Wilson. And he was talking about how the other guys throw a more wide receiver friendly ball. Talking about Zach Wilson, and then after the game, their head coach Mike White made the easy look easy. Yes, Um, they're they're all just so happy to have Mike White playing quarterback. And I don't like. I think we should be really careful about getting too excited about Mike White, and we should remember what happened when in his his second complete game of twenty twenty one. But it's an enormous upgrade over Zach Wilson, and I'm feeling very—Garrett Wilson was one of my Believe It or Not, so we can just throw it off the very top of the show. Elijah Moore is alive again. His his teammates were chanting as he was being interviewed that E is free. Um, they were all happy that somebody they have somebody that would throw the ball to him. Garrett Wilson is a top 20 wide receiver for as long as Zach Wilson is not the quarterback.
3: I think I have to believe it. Oh, are you oh, asking t- us? top 20, top 20. You said top 20. I did. And mm. I said, I believe I gotta, it. I do. I do. these Like
4: I always bump these up a little bit. I had top 25 and I knew everyone would believe it. So I made it top 20 and it still came in at like 80% believe it, but I'm sticking with it. I'm not, not listening to the public saying that that's too obvious because I think Adam probably disagrees.
3: I paid real close attention to this game. Here's the note that I wrote. Garrett Wilson is showing his talent for sure in spite of inferior quarterback play. Meaning that as long as he doesn't have a total dingleberry playing quarterback, <laughs> he's going to be good. And Mike White, look, for this game, Mike White was great. I don't know if Mike White's going to be quite as good moving forward. Heath, you already mentioned what happened to Mike White last year. But if 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 White stays or a Flacco takes over, as long as it's not Zach Wilson, I feel pretty good about Garrett Wilson because he's such a talented wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Good at getting open. Good at breaking away from coverage. I wish he'd play the defenses like the Bears every week. He's going to have some tougher matchups, but he's he's just very talented. We've gone back and forth on him on year, all year, I should say. Uh, I'm settling on him as a number two. Is Dingleberry FCC approved? <laughs> <laughs> We're a podcast,
0: so it doesn't matter. But as long as Dave doesn't say that on CBS network television,
3: I think I think we're okay. There's a reason why I'm not on CBS network television
0: anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to believe – I'm not really willing to go into Elijah Moore. He had two targets in this game. And yeah. I, I just want to point out on Garrett Wilson, he had a 54-yard touchdown catch. I'm not – I'm just telling everyone, I'm not dissing him, where Eddie Jackson, the Bears' safety, got hurt on the play. It certainly would not have been a 54-yard touchdown catch if that didn't happen. He fell down, and you know that was the last line of defense. Did Garrett Wilson break his ankles? No, that's not what happened. You saw the play, right? He was well. He was running a route, and the guy who was trying no, it to was cover him It was a non-contact him, and injury. It and it, well, He wasn't trying to cover him. He was behind him. That's not what happened. But, uh, you know, just top 20. We were just talking about Chris Olave being top 18 to 20. You know, Juju's in that boat. So it's just there are a lot of guys that have – Sure, he's right there. I mean, he's got three close to 100-yard games in his last four games. Two of them were with um, – Sam, uh, what's his stupid name? Zach Wilson. All right, let's go to our biggest loser, Dave. You want to give us the biggest d loser? Barry.
3: His name is d, d
0: Barry. Do uh, you want to give us the biggest loser?
3: I think we're we're working on a loser case for Mike Evans, who's really been struggling the past couple of weeks. He's he got some deep targets. He was clearly involved. He had nine targets in the game from Tom Brady, but another game, two for thirty-one, just really, really terrible numbers for him. It it makes me nervous to say oh, yeah, just keep starting Mike Evans. No worries. I, I don't know if we can necessarily do that anymore. I'm, I'm sure someone's about to ask me, Mike Evans or Garrett Wilson Yeah, the rest yeah. of the season. That's, it, it's, the fact that I'm hesitating tells you all that you need to know.
0: What do you think? I I, I would go Evans. Heath, he gets it, the Saints
3: next week, too. <clears throat> oh, crap. Then I'm definitely going Wilson. Well, he's Lattimore's not playing yet. Week. Lattimore's not playing. The Niners yeah. after that. And then the Bengals, Cardinals, Carolina. Look, I, I think he can write the ship and find the end zone. The Cardinals be bad for him too. I, yeah. I, well, I I I think he can come through and be like 15 PPR points. Like shouldn't he be 15 PPR think, points? Believe just it or not, rolling out of or the
4: rest of the season.
0: I think when you look at the schedules it actually makes things a lot more interesting cuz you got the Vikings and then you got the Lions in 3 weeks for Wilson. I'm I'm going right. to I'm going to take Evans, but it's, uh, it's interesting.
3: I think it's irresponsible to take Garrett Wilson over Mike Evans, but it's kind of fun to say Wilson I, over Evans. But, but it's
4: that. for sure Garrett Wilson this season in non-Zach Wilson games has been better per game than Mike Evans.
0: Right? Um, that might be true now. I don't know if it was going into this week because he only had one good game with Joe Flacco. <clears throat> I thought he scored. He, no, he scored two touchdowns against the Browns, and that was it.
3: That yeah, he had two so
4: good the games. First with... Three games. Yeah, he it's... had twelve points. He had thirty points, and he had nine points. Right. So it's not like he had a bad game either. One
0: bad game.
3: Well, nine's bad. Twelve ain't great. Twelve ain't great. Twelve. But Mike Evans would
4: take a twelve right about now.
0: Right now he would, but he. But before this three games, you know, cold streak, he was. On fire, but it's he concerning. Was. And it's true. You know, the the thing about Brady in this game is he just he tried so hard to hit the deep ball and he couldn't hit the deep ball. He had he had a, you know a couple, a few, two or three deep shots to Evans and they just couldn't connect. And right. I said it going into the game, he was tied, and now he's behind him. He was tied going into the game with Chris Godwin in green zone targets, and that's incredible to think when you think about Evans in the role so reliable when they get near the end zone. That is gone this year. Godwin. Is there anybody is that else guy that's now. happened to this year. Who, am I, who are you talking about? Adam Thielen. Oh, okay. It's this is, this is the same thing. It's true. All right, guys, let's move I mean, on. Let's move on here. Sorry. Um, so much to get to. So many injuries. And it is Cyber Monday, so we've got a 30% discount for you. Receive 30% off your entire purchase from the CBS Sports store with the code CYBER at checkout. Promotion starts on November twenty eighth, 2022 at 12 a.m. Eastern. And ends on November thirtieth, twenty twenty two, at eleven fifty nine p.m. E, uh, Pacific time. All orders must be from the CBS Store, CBS Sports Store. Pardon me. All orders must be from the CBS Sports Store and added to the cart from the URL beginning with https colon slash slash store dot slash Promo code must be entered at checkout in order to be applied. Promo codes will not be added automatically. Promo codes cannot be applied retrospectively by you or our customer service team. Promo codes are not valid for online gift card purchases. Promo codes cannot be used with sale or charitable items. All right. Um, We talked about Mike White. What do you think about Sam Darnold? Is he also a fantasy game changer for DJ Moore, for Deontay Foreman? You know, this is a team that was last in the NFL in time of possession. They had the ball for over 37 minutes in this game against the Broncos. Heath, if Mike White is a potential game changer for his Jets, what about Sam Darnold for his Panthers? That was my
4: second, believe it or not, that yeah. DJ Moore is a must-hold through his bye now because Baker Mayfield won't be his quarterback. And uh, I think everybody believes that. It's um I mean it's basically just it, the same thing for both guys. It's not about Sam Darnold, it's not about Mike White. It's about not Baker Mayfield and not Zach Wilson.
0: I think it's right? easy to call him a must-hold, right? You got to hold him coming off this game, but but what's your confidence level on him? If you think Garrett Wilson might be top 20, DJ Moore might be what? I think he I would put him behind Garrett Wilson for
4: now. Yes. Um but I would guess The thing is, when he comes back, there's going to be six teams on a bye, so he might be ranked in the top 20 in week 14. Um, But for the fantasy playoffs, I think you're looking at a guy who is in the uh, 25-ish range every week, probably just behind, like, I'll just rank Gabe Davis every week, and I rank him either 23rd if I like him, 24th if I'm not sure, or 25th if I don't (laughs) like him. And DJ Moore will be one spot behind Gabe Davis.
0: Okay. So let's get to our news and notes, because there's... I mean, this is big. This could be one of the most consequential weeks. I don't know if we have a lot of long-term injuries, but we have big-time names with injuries. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell both left with knee injuries. Mitchell first, and at the time of his injury, they both had seven carries. Mitchell had 35 yards. McCaffrey had 17. Of course, McCaffrey had more catches. But they both left with knee injuries. More serious injury looks like it's Mitchell's. It was just knee irritation for McCaffrey. But Jordan Mason came in. Had the last four carries of the game for the 49ers, and we will reassess as we get more information. Alvin Kamara left briefly. He came back in the game. He left on the play where he fumbled at the one yard line. Pretty big play in that game. It actually
3: looked terrible.
0: Which fumble? Well, how many
4: times? Second one. He fumbled twice? Second one in the game. Lost them both. Disaster of a season.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. I know he's one of your losers. We'll get to him in, uh, in a little bit. Uh, him. let's see, Josh Jacobs left briefly and then he came back in Travis Etienne, <laughs> so. Yeah. So we really want Etienne to be healthy for next week at Detroit. He says he's going to be fine for next week, but he had, I think two carries in the game and, uh, yeah. and he left in pointer. the first
3: quarter, had a foot issue, didn't come back in, but he came back. It was strange because
4: he has a foot issue. He came back to the sideline relatively mm-hmm. early in the first half, I think and was standing on the sideline with the rest yes. of the players who were participating in the game. It's not like so I don't know how serious it is.
0: Mm. Well, they knew they were going to win that game they had it the whole time. They didn't right. need to bring tra- tra- I tra- don't you front that. I'm not even
4: 100% sure they should have won that game. No, I agree. I think it was they a did. catch. You don't think so? I I, I really do I, If I like if if there was no original call and you just had to make the decision
3: did he get his foot in bounds? I think the question is no. You're talking about on the on the touchdown, Marvin. That Marvin Jones scored. Yeah, apparently the, the one shin. ankle equals two feet. Yeah, he
0: didn't need to get the second foot in. He got the first foot in. I thought he had like, to get
3: the shin in. I don't yeah. think it's the, the ankle or the shin. I think count- it's it's got to be like I heard it on the broadcast, and I was surprised, but it's like ankle or above counts. It was as amazing. A part of your body that counts if you get it in bounds. Because I originally saw it, too, and I thought the same thing. I I looked at it and I said, he only got one foot down. His knee landed out of bounds. This is going to get called back. Uh, Called back. James Lofton knew it right away. He immediately called it a touchdown on the broadcast. Yeah, well, you know, but
0: that wasn't wasn't their last shot. It's not like they definitely would have lost if that had been incomplete, right? That wasn't fourth
3: down. Ah, whatever. Um, Right. They would have had another chance to do it. Going for two was, I mean, I guess that's what you do when you're three and seven. Michael uh, Carter. So you if You're
4: five and five, apparently. The, the, yeah, right. That too.
3: Michael Carter left with an ankle injury.
0: And Dave, what's your take on the Jets running backs? this one doesn't feel uh, like he's going to be back next week. I can't say that with certainty, but should be bracing ourselves for a Carter absence.
3: I would think so. Uh, James Robinson. It Sounds like he was a coach's decision, and that's why he didn't play, and that they wanted to give Zonovan Knight a shot. Um, Zonovan is his first name. Bam is what he's also known as. And he looked okay, again, playing the Bears, so don't want to overreact too much. But I, I think you will see a multitude of Jets running backs next week if there is no Michael Carter. And you might see it even if there is Michael Carter. They, they did a nice job mixing guys in and just gashing Chicago, especially in the second half.
0: Okay, Jeff Wilson left, but he returned. Deontay Foreman left, but he returned. They're going into their bye. Foreman left
3: twice and returned twice.
0: Well, a nice bye week for him. Um, but a big role for Chuba Hubbard in this game. Tyreek Hill left with cramps. Cannot wait for the Dolphins-Niners game next week. I should get the music queued up now. Traylon mm-hmm. Burks scored a touchdown, recovering Derrick Henry's fumble in the end zone. Allen Robinson is out for the season. Um, Darnell Mooney left in the third quarter with an ankle injury. Debo Samuel was a little hobbled, and he got back up. He came into the game banged up. Uh, Let's see. Sam Darnold's going to keep starting. Kyle Allen is probably going to start next week for Houston. Let's see. What else? Oh, Eddie Jackson already mentioned. Eddie Jackson, Chicago safety. He left in the second quarter with a foot injury. Mm -hmm. Miami left tackle. Teron Armstead left in the second quarter. Huge loss for them. It's a pec injury. Could miss a few weeks. Um, Lamar Jackson had a good game. 25 fantasy points right there. Right about there. He had three or four almost touchdowns in this game. He could have had a huge game, uh, but it was not to be. Tristan Wirfs, right tackle for the Bucks, He was carted off in overtime. X-rays on his ankle were negative. They don't need any more offensive line injuries. Neither do the Chargers. My goodness. Corey Lindsley left with a concussion. They're starting center, and their left, ta- left tackle or their right tackle? Trey Pimpers. Right tackle. There, I did it again. Uh, he limped off in the second quarter. I'm not sure if he came back.
3: I believe he did.
0: Uh, Chicago right tackle Riley Reif left with an injury. Saints safety PJ Williams left with a knee injury. And Carolina safety Xavier Woods, a guy who plays every snap for them, basically. He left with a knee injury. They have their bye week. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about week 12, the week when the quarterbacks threw passes to receivers that nobody cared about and did nothing for our fantasy teams, plus more winners and losers
1: right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: A lot of uh, players who did well that we didn't care about. So this was, again, week 12, the week when the quarterback threw passes to receivers that nobody cared about and did nothing for our fantasy teams. Zay Jones was started in 6% of leagues. He had 11 catches for 145 yards against the Ravens on 14 targets. Isaiah McKenzie and Nelson Aguilar back on Thursday, they led their teams in receiving. Uh, I think McKenzie led his team in receiving. It was- he did. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Carter. Very big surprise with Keenan Allen playing. Carter had 10 targets, 7 catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Juwan Jennings had a great game. Olamide Zaccheaus, 91 yards for the Falcons. He's 4% rostered. Josh Oliver was the tight end who went off for the Ravens. Jordan Aikens had a big day for the Texans. Heath, do any of these players matter because they are widely available?
4: So, Dave, we talked about Garrett Wilson. Who were your other winners? Just (laughs) a little
0: waiver wire peek here. These guys might matter.
4: Uh, Zay Jones might matter. Um, there's
3: Mm -hmm. literally no one else on that list that I want to pick up. (laughs) Okay. Jones is at the top of the list. He's had a, he's had, I want to say it's like six or seven games this year with at least eight targets. And now it's back-to-back games with double digit targets, one before the buy one after the buy. And he's just a good short area option for Jacksonville. That is probably going to continue to see a lot of short area targets. Because that's just how, you know, Jacksville's going to have to throw a lot. And especially if there's no run game for them to feel good about or to lean on or to have that presence in their offense. Jones should be a nice PPR piece to add. Good flex option.
0: I'm sorry, Heath. I I had a little trouble coming up with the theme of this week. It wasn't so obvious this week to me. And one of the things that stood out was uh, I think a lot of the best performers were not really started in a lot of leagues. So, I thought the
4: theme of this week was that we were going to uh, do this in an hour and five minutes and not talk about Isaiah McKenzie and Juwan Jennings and uh, it's important. DeAndre Carter. I, <laughs> no, a guy Andre like Carter could be important. I, I, a, a lot of has been remarkable this season in terms of efficiency. Before Kyle Pitts got hurt, one of my favorite gags all season long was to talk about how Zacchaeus on about half as many targets, was grossly outperforming Kyle Pitts um he's been awesome whenever they threw him the ball i kind of don't think that would happen if they threw him the ball regularly but he did a nice job against a bad secondary here
0: okay all right see there you go thank you for humoring me time for winners <laughs> dave we already talked about garrett wilson who are your other winners oh we talked about zay jones he's one of your winners too so that brings i'm us down to, to
3: one winner rashad, it's rashad white, white mm-hmm. for tampa bay 14 carries 64 yards Nine catches, 45 yards, as long as Leonard Fournette stays away. Rashad White is a must-start number 2 fantasy running back in PPR, and he's he's pretty close to that exact same thing in non-PPR as well. I thought he looked pretty good, all things considered, first half more so than the second half. And I, I, I still feel like Tampa Bay either wants to or kind of needs to get a run game going so that they're not leaning too much on Tom Brady.
0: So, what happens when Fournette comes back? Because it's easy to start Rashad White when Fournette's not there, but when Fournette comes back, what is Rashad White?
3: I think he'll be in the mix uh, and as a flex, and maybe a low end number two running back. Because I think until Fournette can prove it again, I think Rashad White's the better running back in town. The,
4: the key here that I would say, and, and the good thing for him is they trusted him in the passing game, and he delivered for the most part. I mean, the efficiency was still terrible. Um, on a per-catch basis, but he caught nine passes. He was efficient as a rusher. He's been so much better since Fournette got hurt than he was when Fournette was healthy. And so he's not giving them a reason to go back to Lenny.
3: I mean, I, I think I do need to point out that in the second half, he had seven carries and he only had 11 yards. So I, I, I mentioned that first half, he got going in the second half, slowed down a little bit. But I, I think that he's going to... Look, they could have had Giovanni Bernard back in action. They didn't use him. Keyshawn Vaughn barely played. Um, I think they want White to be the guy.
0: Well, as we go into Sunday night, Rashad White is currently in full PPR. In non-decimal scoring, he's tied with three other running backs as RB5. So he's anywhere from RB5 to RB8 right now going into Sunday night football uh, with those nine catches. That's a big deal for him. Tied with Jermichael Hasty, who had... Uh, a touchdown catch and Nick Chubb and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, So great, great game for him started in 65% of leagues. Heath, let's go to your winners. You had Elijah Moore. You also have DK Metcalf and Brian Robinson. Robinson was only started in 23% of leagues. Metcalf on the other hand was started in 88% of leagues and had arguably his, well, he had one of his best games for sure. So what do you have to say about Metcalf and Robinson?
4: Yeah, pretty sure it was his second best game of the season. The second time this year, he's got to 20 fantasy points. He finished with exactly 20 fantasy points, right?
0: Yes, 11 11,
4: for 90 on 15 targets. The second time this year a player has had 15 targets and not reached 100 yards or scored a touchdown. Can you tell me who the other one was?
0: (laughs) Deontay Johnson.
4: No, it was not. It was Mike Evans. Um, But Uh, no, I I thought their intention, obvious intention of getting him more involved, trying to get him going after what's been a pretty dry stretch um, is a good sign for the rest of the season. Now I still think they should throw it to Tyler Lockett more, um, but that that was it's a very positive sign for him that they were this
3: intent on getting him involved in the offense. Nine targets in three of the past four games for DK Metcalf—that's a plus. We haven't seen Lockett get nine targets since Week Three. The one thing that's keeping Lockett afloat is that he's scoring every single week. Four straight games with a touchdown for him—three of them from twenty-plus yards out.
0: I, I mean, we could dissect it all we want, but these guys get started. By almost everyone every week, you know. Not to say that we didn't that you shouldn't have brought it up, but it was nice to see more than you know forty yards from Metcalf. But fantasy managers have basically just said, "I'm starting Metcalf and Lockett every week," and yep. for the most part, they've been rewarded for it. That,
4: that's a much easier decision to make against the Raiders than it is other teams as well. It's true. Um, yeah. Like against at at the Rams next week, it's a, I mean, you're probably still starting them, but yes. it's a tougher situation.
0: All right. Well, let's go back to Garrett Wilson. Who would you rather have rest of season, Garrett Wilson or a Seahawks receiver?
4: You promise me no. You're promising me no more Zach Wilson, correct? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I would go. I think
3: I'd go Garrett Wilson first. Dave. It, I in full PPR you make the case because you figure that he'll catch the most passes from game to game, and he can do the most with it yardage wise. If trading were still happening. I'm positive that Lockett would still go for more than Garrett Wilson. I'd probably say it's this will sound crazy and it's good change in a week. Lockett, Wilson, Metcalf, but all very close together. Brian Robinson,
0: 90% rostered, but only 20, (coughs) 23% started. I mean, you just don't expect him to catch a touchdown. 18 carries 105 yards, two catches, 20 yards and a touchdown against the Falcons. Great day for him. Do you buy it? Do you believe in Brian Robinson going forward?
4: Uh, the, the reason he's a winner is because it was just seven days ago, almost to the minute, when we were discussing about how Antonio Gibson just had his first game since Ry- Robinson became active with more carries than Robinson. And we all thought, based on their f- efficiency this season, that was likely to be the case moving forward, that Antonio Gibson would get more carries than Brian Robinson. In this game, Robinson had 18 to Gibson's nine and was far more efficient, looked better as a runner. I don't know that I necessarily buy it, but I feel better about him as a high-end flex next week than I did coming into
3: this week.
0: Next week is at the Giants, then a buy, and then the Giants again. We've seen time and time again the Giants can't
3: stop the run. Did did Gibson get hurt and come back? Because he only played 39% of the snaps, and that's low for him. I wasn't aware of it, but it's certainly possible. Uh, let's go to our losers.
0: Heath, your losers are Alvin Kamara, Gerald Everett, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. This is a fun list here. Kamara has now um, gone what's it? four game, four straight games with pretty disappointing performances here, and this one was really bad with the two fumbles. Uh, so what do you think about Kamara at Tampa Bay and then a bye in his next two games? I,
4: I'd i be pretty happy if I had two other running backs I could start, honestly. Yeah. Um... He's a low-end number two running back. I had him ranked 19th this week in a difficult matchup against the 49ers. That's in full PPR. and half PPR, he was barely inside the top 24. And not PPR, he was barely inside the top 24. Um, I think he probably catches enough passes, but the efficiency has been awful for six weeks now. And he's got one game all season where he's got into the end zone. This team is not going to get in the end zone that much. And the Tampa Bay run defense looks pretty fantastic. Right. If you're not Nick Chubb. And he's not Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nah. I, and I, and I, what I hate, what I really hate is thinking that there's somebody out there whose dynasty season that, where they were contending is starting to crumble. And they're looking at Alvin Kamara on their dynasty roster. And I don't know. I mean, you couldn't get a first round pick for him right now. Mm. Um, I, I don't know that there's any reason to expect that he has another top 12 season left.
0: Well, what about the fact that before this four game stretch, he had three straight games with 105 or more total yards, six to seven catches in each game, 17 and a half more, 17 and a half or more PPR fantasy points in each game. You know, he's only a month, a month removed from being uh, looking like an absolute stud. Alvin Kamara of old, you know, what what do you make of that? I remember Josh Jacobs had a two game slippage. This is a four game slippage, so it's worse. But what do you think?
4: Right. I mean, it's a four game slippage and it's not like before this he was Josh Jacobs. Um, he was piecemealing his way to really good low end RB one production. I I don't want to say that he wasn't, but I just like, it's, there's some reason to have hope, I guess in week 15 that he starts looking like Alvin Kamara, but I'm not going to be excited to play him against Tampa Bay next week. And then he has a button,
3: but (laughs) it's trade deadlines have passed. You're probably just going to have to hang on to Kamara. You lower expectations for week 13. You find a running back to replace him in week 14. He's got the Falcons and then the Browns in weeks 15 and 16. Uh, hopefully, the guy you drafted comes back to being that guy. For I the mean, playoffs.
4: Uh, uh, k- kudos to you if, if you found some way
3: <laughs> to where you're going to be
4: in the playoffs at that point, anyway.
0: Well, you know, you, you could. You can do that. You certainly there could. I mean, I think for the Camara, one team I have, Camara, I, I went into the week seven and four. So I, I have no idea how I'm doing, but probably not that well. That's, uh, I think, a mix in Camara team. But um, Gerald Everett is another loser of, of yours. And he was started. In, I mean, like, come on. He's. When are, you, are we ever going to be able to trust Gerald Everett at this point? No. Is he done? Drop him?
4: It, um. Well, except it's the Raiders next week. Not better than the Cardinals. It's exactly what we said about Foster Moreau at this time last week was, well, but he gets Seattle next week, and then he (laughs) scored the late touchdown to save his day. Um, Everett's in – like he's probably going to score another two touchdowns this season, and so those weeks he'll be serviceable, but the targets just basically disappeared. I don't know how many points he ended up with. I know he got the two-point conversion, so that gave you a, a little something.
0: That gave you seven point eight PPR fantasy points. Oh, for he that might have been a
4: top twelve tight end this week.
0: <laughs> Donovan Peoples Jones was started in thirty one percent of leagues, rostered in seventy six percent of leagues. Had his first bad game in a while. Uh, would you? What? What do you? Is he going to be better or worse with Deshaun Watson next week? Only I think vote. he'll
4: be better, but this was something that kind of hit me in the middle of this week, and. I didn't really talk about it, but how many times have we seen Amari Cooper, David Njoku, and Donovan Peoples-Jones all involved?
3: All involved? Like, we've seen... We're talking six
4: targets each? Peoples-Jones has had a really nice stretch when Njoku's not done much the last month. And there were a couple weeks before that where I think maybe they were both okay. But, like, weeks eight through 11, Njoku was nothing. And that's pretty close to Peoples Jones' best stretch of the season.
3: Yeah, there's been one game this year where all three have had at least six targets. Pretty rare. And, and so
4: I'm I'm a little concerned that Cooper's the one, Najoko's the two when they're both good,
0: and Peoples Jones the three. Mm, except in a road game, then Cooper's the three. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> no, nah, it's a good point. I, I felt like there was a clunker coming from Donovan Peoples Jones, you know, just
3: I mean we almost had it last week. Yeah. We got lucky at the end of last week. The, I originally had Peoples Jones on my loser list, too. I took him off just because, A, Deshaun Watson's coming back next week. B, they play Houston next week. And there's going to be some. He's going to be a really good bye week replacement wide receiver. Uh, man, is are we happy that they play Houston next week for the passing game? I don't think we should be elated, but I think he'll. I I think people's Jones can get you back to 10 to 12 PP. I just think of the
4: Cleveland Browns offense, their offensive philosophy, and the fact that they have maybe the most talented running back in football on their team, and what the Texans have allowed this year in running games versus
3: passing games. You'll be nuts not to rank Nick Chubb in your top one. Uh,
0: You know, it's so funny when we previewed the Dolphins Browns game, I was saying, or sorry, Dolphins Texans game, I was saying, you know, we love Tua, but. This team, they don't give up a lot of points to quarterbacks. They never do. Or receivers really. And by no uh, you know, by no accomplishment of their own, they gave up only 19 fantasy points to Tua Tonga and pretty modest games to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, the Texans, I, that is. And because-
4: Jeff Wilson. I was really concerned that Tua was hurt.
0: Oh, he took some hits.
4: Yeah. Because they when they up. pulled him because the game wasn't close, and then Houston got it back to within two scores with like six minutes to go, and they didn't put him back in.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, he may have been a little beat up. All right, Dave's losers are Mike Evans, who we talked about, and then we got Tyler Boyd and Cordaro Patterson. Can we drop Tyler Boyd, and what do we do with Patterson? I'm not going to drop him, but talk to me about Boyd and Patterson.
3: You can drop Boyd. It sounds like Jamar Chase is going to be back next week. When are you going to feel confident to use Tyler Boyd? When it, It's two straight games now where there's been a huge opportunity for him to put up huge numbers. Actually, it's more than two. It's four straight games, basically. How long was he out? Because he went in to be checked for a concussion. Uh, he did take a hit. He did come back in soon after. I don't think he missed much time. I just saw him going to the blue team. But it, this is yeah. now four games. In the four games, games he played without Jamar Chase, he maxed out at 12 PPR points. Yeah, He really was under like 10 PPR points in the other three games. So disappointing. Uh, I, I'd drop him. I mean... You can I I think he's droppable. It wouldn't surprise me if he had another hundred yard game somewhere along the way. You know, he had hundred yards against the Jets. He had hundred yards, hundred and fifty yards against Atlanta. He scored in those games. It wouldn't surprise me if he had another one of those games before the season ended, where Cincinnati's just got a laugher of a matchup and, and Joe Burrow goes Berserk. Maybe that's what happens two games from now for them against Cleveland.
0: You know but where he's I, gonna be when that happens, Dave?
3: Where's he gonna be? On your On bench.
0: No one's starting yeah. him. Right. Uh, but what about Patterson? He was only started in thirty six percent of leagues, and
3: yeah, you know, fairly
0: close to a touchdown. But what do you think?
3: He was, and he he played the most of any Atlanta running back. He played fifty eight percent of the snaps, all five of their snaps inside the ten. But I just, I, I he's not going to be that featured guy for them. He's going to be sharing game after game, and I, I can't call him a must start number two running back. Moving forward, I think he's going to be on the fence. Of a low end number two, high end number three flex range type of player.
0: Would you rather have Kamara or Patterson?
3: Kamara. Yeah.
0: All right. Almost touchdowns. Taylor Heineke missed Terry McLaurin open in the end zone. Demarcus Robinson dropped a touchdown, was not the easiest catch. Josh Oliver nearly had a touchdown. Lamar Jackson was stopped short at the goal line. Uh, and then Mark Andrews dropped a touchdown on the mm-hmm. next play. And then Gus Edwards scored a rushing touchdown. So. Like I said, Lamar Jackson was the biggest victim of almost touchdowns this week. Greg Dulcich had one called back. He was out of the end zone. He went out of the end zone, came back in, and then he caught it. Um, Jamichael Hasty nearly had a second touchdown catch, but he got stopped at the one-yard line. And then on the next play, he got stuffed at the goal line. And then on the next play, Jamal Agnew caught a touchdown from Trevor Lawrence. So those are some almost touchdowns for you. We will get to the games after this quick break on Fantasy Football today.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: We are back to talk Chargers and Cardinals. We'll start with the late games because they were really, really fun. Chargers 25, Arizona 24. They win on a two-point conversion. Herbert and Murray have huge games. And what's our Believe It or Not Heath Cummings?
4: Believe It or Not, Kyler Murray is a top five fantasy quarterback rest of season.
3: He's going to be close to it. He's going to be close to being there. If you if you amend it to top seven, I think I would buy into that. I just I like the receivers that he has. I like that he's running a little bit, or at least that he ran in this game. It's a sign that his legs are healthy.
0: Well, maybe because I would take him over Lamar Jackson at this point. I think I'm. I'd take him over Justin Fields. All right, so it's not going to be Mahomes. Not going to take him over Josh Allen. Not going to take him over Jalen Hurts. That's three. I think I'd rather have Justin Herbert. How about you guys,
4: mm, I think I'd probably take
0: Kyler. Uh, I feel like I'm I do like
3: somebody. I like Herbert's schedule a lot better than I like Kyler's schedule.
0: If, oh, Tua, Tua, I take Tua. That puts him sixth. Is is uh, Mike
4: Williams? How many games is Mike Williams playing? Four more. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd probably take Herbert, but I don't feel like that's uh, four more fantasy
0: games. What does that mean? That's not counting week 17. 18. I'm sure. 18. Okay. Also from this game. Okay. Believe it or not, James Conner is actually an RB1 rest of season. This is <laughs> turn back the clock. Uh, yeah, I believe that. I do too. But we knew this was going to be a good week for him. And this was the Chargers, you know, we knew he was going to be a borderline RB one three weeks ago. All
3: right, so yeah, we, I don't know if I did. Definitely got to take him. A, into that.
0: Definitely got to take him ahead of Kamara. Yes. How about Damian Pierce or James Connor rest of season? Oh, James
3: so Connor, Connor over three Damian Pierce's.
0: <laughs> How about Ken Walker or James Connor rest of season?
3: I think I'd still rather have Walker, despite the disappointing game. Today was him. a
4: hidden stinker.
3: Yes, for Ken yes, Walker. <laughs>
4: It sure was. Dave might have another name for that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be a good boy for the rest of the show. That was one of your best jokes. That was terrific. Uh all right. Anything what do you think about Marquise Brown? What'd you think about DeAndre Hopkins with only six targets on a day that Marquise Brown came back? Is that just a coincidence? How many passes did Kyler throw in this game? He threw only twenty-nine. I don't know, anything on the passing games here? This was an interesting game. Palmer wasn't very good. Keenan Allen wasn't very good, but he caught a touchdown. He had Carter going off. Dave, what jumped out at you when you look at the pass catchers?
3: I thought that Keenan Allen looked pretty good. I wish that he had seen more targets. Of course, I could say that with any wide receiver. But the fact that Carter had 10, Keenan Allen had 7, same as Josh Palmer. Like I I was expecting a little bit more for Keenan Allen, so the touchdown kind of saved us. But I, I think that he could end up being... Back into that seven, eight catch range pretty quickly here. So I'm encouraged by what I saw with Keenan Allen. Um, mildly discouraged with Josh Palmer. You know, didn't have the same type of opportunity that we've seen him have uh, in the past couple of weeks. A little crazy how much the Chargers threw the ball in the game, too 47 pass attempts. That's them. That 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 is them. It's a little they are extreme, the pass but heaviest but team in the league.
4: I think. The crazier part was the Cardinals threw 29.
3: I agree. Well, Connor was rolling, so they didn't want to get away from him.
0: It's a bad run. What a bad run defense. Right, anything else on this game? Yeah.
3: No. All right.
0: Um, Raiders 40, Seahawks 34.
4: I want to say something crazy about Josh Jacobs, but uh, no, why not? I don't have anything else good for this game. Believe it or not, Josh Jacobs is and will be the number one running back in fantasy football.
0: In PPR?
3: Take your pick. No.
0: Eckler's gonna beat him.
3: And I think people would still rather have Derrick Henry. I think people would still rather well, have Nick Chubb. I, I wanna know oh, who wouldn't. Dave would rather have. I wouldn't rather have Nick I'm Chubb. I'm telling you who I would rather have. Not just people, but I'm one of those people. Look, I'm not taking anything away from Jacobs. He's he's playing great football. He's trying to prove that he can be a lead back in this in this league but he's not, he's not going berserk like this every single week.
0: He has had, he has now scored, let me see, <laughs> 19 or more PPR fantasy points in six of his last eight games. I mean, that is crazy. Derrick Henry is definitely in that conversation. I mean, he's been, yep. I, I don't think in PPR I can put Chubb there, but like Eckler to me is the clear RB1. I, I can't say that about McCaffrey right now because he has this knee injury. Right. And I couldn't, if Mitchell were healthy, I couldn't say that about McCaffrey either, but right. Mitchell's not healthy.
3: Is it easy to say Jacobs over Saquon? Oh, my God. it yes. is. I think it is, I, I think it is, too. I think it is, too. Do you want to reserve comment on Jacobs over Jonathan Taylor until after Monday night? Or have no. you seen enough? No,
4: I'll take, Jacob I'll take Jacobs.
0: I'll take Jacobs, but Taylor. I think it's a, you know, I'm encouraged by Taylor. It's but close. Yeah, I'll it take Jacobs. Close. Yeah. The only one for I, me, Heath, is Eckler. I guess Eckler, Henry, Jacobs for me. What you, I think what
4: those mean? three. I think it's perfectly fine with those three in the top tier. I do wonder if the Chargers ever have Mike Williams and Keen Allen. If we see Eckler's targets dry up a little bit, like it's sure. abnormal how much they've been throwing. It's been a necessity. I would hope. I would hope they like would like to throw the ball down the field occasionally.
0: Uh, just to update here. It's feared apparently that uh, Darnell Mooney might be out for the season with an ankle mm. injury. That's a tough break.
3: Yeah, he couldn't put a weight on his leg after he got That's hurt.
0: Tom Pellicero. Uh Okay, so uh, the other, the other, there's one other scenario here. If if Mitchell is out for an extended period of time and McCaffrey is not, then McCaffrey could easily be right up there with these guys. Um. Oh, and you know what, Ramondre Stevenson could if Damian Harris is out for a while too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Also from this game, let's talk about Derek Carr. I will just tell you. I started Derek Carr. I sat Derek Carr for Tom Brady in one league. I sat Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo in one league. I think those days are done. I think I'm, I'm just buying into Derek Carr. It's four straight good games now. Is anybody else buying into Derek Carr?
3: I think um, it's fair, too. Yeah. But I'm just... You got to be worried about the fool You game because he's done this so many times to us before where he looks good for a spell and then all of a sudden... He he lays out one of the, the stinkers that he wants me to talk about with, with another player. But league. everyone can, right? I mean, I, everyone, everyone I just, can. Just, I, I wonder if it happens, maybe not next week against the Chargers, but maybe that game against the Rams. Uh, I don't have to start
0: him in a tough matchup, but if it's the same matchup, I'm, I like him better than Brady. I like him better than Garoppolo.
4: The, the thing that I struggle with when we get to these guys in this range and the matchup dependent is the matchups – change so regularly <laughs> as far as <laughs> especially this year as far as who is a difficult matchup and who is not a good, difficult matchup. And so I think Derek Carr is right back in like I said last week the triangle of consideration. Um but I'm not ready to say <laughs> that he's definitively better than Jimmy Garoppolo because of this week because for the season Jimmy Garoppolo's still been better. And yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo's still Probably been better for the last month, although it's really, really close. Well, last but week, Garoppolo, Garoppolo was, was amazing. coming off of a stretch of what, five of six games with 21, with 20, 20 points. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So, like, one week like this is not enough for me to say now, Carr's definitely ahead of him, but they are right in the same cocoon of consideration. That's so much better than the triangle.
0: <laughs> cocoon of consideration. Well, one of them hopefully will come out as a beautiful butterfly after I, every I, week. I
4: don't have much hope for that. I think they are who they are, but.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um all right. Uh well I yeah. They are who they are, but they both have better weapons than they've had in the past because even though Carr's weapons are injured, Devontae Adams is just is just and on, on another planet. And
4: Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs made yeah. two catches today that were really great catches for a running back.
0: All right. Anything else from this that game that guy's here? made some money this season. Seattle, Geno Smith, another good game. Maybe. Um,
4: you think the Raiders wish they could go back and uh, take that fifth year option?
3: Yeah, they probably wish they had done that. But I don't know if that means they're going to make him one of the top 10 highest paid running backs in football. I don't think no, I, I get free.
0: too excited about Mac Hollins. He scored on a flea flicker.
3: Yep. Uh, so. Those points don't count.
0: Yeah, they, they shouldn't count. I mean, I would, right. any trick play, I would <laughs> remove from the scoring. All right. <laughs> next up, Kansas City, 26. I'm kidding, everybody. Just so it's shave your hate mail. Kansas City, 26, Rams, 10, Heath.
4: Uh, Believe it or not, Sky Moore has a role in the offense no matter who plays.
3: I I don't know how that's going to help people in fantasy football. He'll have a role. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He's just he's not going to get a ton of PPR points. He had 8.6 today. Do I have that right? If he's getting six targets per game there are going
4: to be stretches where he scores double-digit fantasy points in multiple games. Yeah, in a
3: game. I'm, I'm just not believing that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to see three targets a game from now on.
0: Uh, hey, Dave. Na, na, yeah. na, 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 na. Can you look up Juju's snaps? Because I didn't see him on the field at some key he, times. He definitely did not play the
4: normal
3: allotment of snaps.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. It's not like he was coming back from an ankle or something. So that was pretty interesting.
3: Um, I got it. What do you got? 28 snaps. Ooh. Yeah. That's not a lot. 32 for sky Moore. 41 for MVS 60 for Justin Watson.
0: That is not typical of 72 for Patrick. Oh, don't do that. AJ Dillon. Are you kidding? That is not, this is what I'm talking about. This is the week where all the people who score are the people that we don't want to score. Like get out of here with your AJ Dillon touchdown. All right. Uh, it was a nice
4: 20-yard run. How, how do we get that and not the get out of here with your Kenneth Gainwell touchdown to start the
0: game? Is that who it was? I, I thought it was. I was. <laughs> Gainwell scored the first touchdown. That's what of the I'm game. talking about. This is the week where everybody scoring touchdowns that nobody wants to score. This. Uh, speaking of which, Isaiah Pacheco did score. 22 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. It was nice. No carries for McKinnon. Ronald Jones had four. Um, how are we feeling about Pacheco, Heath?
4: Ronald Jones had four. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope... We don't look back on this two years from now and say, remember that game where they gave Isaiah Pacheco like 17 carries inside the 10-yard line and he only scored one touchdown and they never gave him to give him the ball inside the 10-yard line again? Because <laughs> he got stuffed and stuffed and stuffed and stuffed, which the Chiefs offense did inside the red zone mostly. Um, it was a lackluster performance for the entire offense. But it, you have to feel pretty good about him as the lead back. On one of the best offenses in football. It's just that that offense doesn't score a lot of traditional rushing touchdowns very often.
0: Kyron Williams over Cam Akers, rest of season? I think so. Mm.
3: But both of them can be like in a 10 team league. What are you doing with these guys?
0: Did I have the numbers Waver wrong? City. Oh, I I put the wrong. I, I was looking at my notes and I have the numbers wrong. I put one carry for Kyron Williams. He had eleven. No, carries eleven and three catches. He's fifty four percent rostered. He could be a waiver wire ad. Let's move on to the next game. No, we're not. San Francisco he played seventy
3: two percent of the snaps too. Sorry. Oh, wow.
0: Oh, that's good to know. Thank you. San Francisco thirteen and the Saints zero. Um. So
4: I. Don't like with all the injuries and stuff. It's difficult to have something from this game. Um, Believe it or not, the Taysom Hill role is wholly and entirely unpredictable. (laughs) Yeah, I believe it.
0: What
3: was wasn't that the believe it or not after week one?
0: Uh, Well, I was excited. I thought they were going to get him a little bit more involved, excited for a Taysom Hill standpoint. This wasn't the first time. Like we've had multiple times
4: where we've thought either Taysom Hill is a big part of the offense or Taysom Hill is no longer a big
3: part of the offense. And it's been followed by the opposite of what we thought. Here's the truth. He's a frustrating part of the offense. It's annoying already and it's enough already. And he's not been that great. And you couldn't have expected a good game from him against the 49ers. That's a good run defense. He threw one pass. He had two targets and one catch. He's taking work away from everybody. He's getting people out of rhythm. It's annoying.
0: Did right. you see the pass he threw? No. It was a very consequential play. It was almost about a 40 to 50-yard catch by Olave. It was rule the catch originally, and uh, then it was overturned. He didn't He didn't hang on to it. Could have given Olave a much better game. Instead, he has five catches for 62 yards on nine targets. And My biggest beef with the Saints and why I'm not in love with Chris Olave, and I get criticized every week, I think, is uh, they just don't throw enough. I mean, you almost never get more than 30 pass attempts from Andy Dalton. His last five games, 30, 29, 27, 25, 29. It's just weird. You know, it's not like they're so good and they're running the ball so well. So um, that's that's my beef with Olave. I think it's hurting Kamara too. But you have a bad offense throwing 30 times a game, guys. Like, I don't really know what to what to do with that. Not much.
3: You lower expectations is what you do.
0: Any thoughts on Ayuk versus Debo? Another win for Ayuk. Uh Debo got hurt in this game. He came He right did, back. he came back.
4: Came in, got hurt, came back. He did. Um they're both borderline number 2 wide receivers and good luck figuring out when to start which one.
3: At least Ayuk had 8 targets, at least Debo had 7 targets, Debo had a couple of carries. And it's just How fancy is Kittle? Only had four targets. I don't know, man. I don't know how I'm going
4: to sort them and Gabe Davis and DJ Moore on a weekly basis. I need some sort of. I need Adams randomizer,
0: (laughs) the wheel. Yeah, you know, that's when I just try to go with the best offenses. So DJ Moore is probably going to be last most weeks in that group. I'm pretty down on Debo. I I don't know, man. If we got to check on the McCaffrey and Mitchell injuries, that's actually a pretty big deal for Debo. Oh yeah, Mitchell's gonna miss time, so I guess I shouldn't be down on. Deebo, and we got to but... see
4: if we got to see how healthy he is next week. Like, if it's a limited participation all week again thing, it's kind of tough to trust Debo.
0: Yeah. Okay. On the other side of the ball, Jawan Johnson was a big dud. Had oh,
4: it. Had a touchdown. He had it. Hit two. Right, almost. right in his face.
0: In his literally, yep. Right Just in his face. Didn't
4: didn't stick. I think he was interfered with, but that wouldn't have got him any fantasy points either.
0: And we'll keep an eye on Jordan Mason as a Tuesday waiver wire ad potentially. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know there's going to be more frustrating player than George Kittle. So you just have to deal with it. Sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, it's the whole offense. Yeah. Washington. 19. Even McCaffrey's been sucked into this. It's true. Because he's been sharing so much, not being used exactly the same way as he was in Carolina.
0: All right. Let's go to the early games now. Washington 19, Atlanta 13. Uh, believe it or not, Terry McLaurin fooled you
4: for like the season. Well, no, there was the Taylor Heineke stretch when it's like, Oh, Terry McLaurin's fixed. Terry McLaurin's back to being a high end number two wide receiver in the last couple of weeks. He's not been that guy at
3: all. They were able to run the ball again. And so I think anytime there's a matchup like that, it's going to hurt McLaurin getting a lot of targets because Heineke's not throwing the ball as much. And their next two games are against the giants. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I look, they've turned into a different team. They've turned into a really good defense that doesn't throw the ball. Look at Taylor Heineke's passing yards in his last four games. It's like Dalton. 149, 211, 191, 138. Are you kidding me? And someone is pointing out in the chat they, there was bad weather in this game. That's a good yes, point. Yes, yes. Um, there's no question that McLaurin is going to be his number one target. It's just a matter of how many passes is he going to throw. He hardly ever reaches 30, just like Dalton. Uh, and he, like I said, he did have him open in the end zone, and he missed him. So McLaurin or Garrett Wilson rest of season.
3: This one feels easier for me. Garrett Wilson Wilson.
0: Okay. Gibson or Brian Robinson rest of season.
3: Well, What's this, this was Robinson's first good game. Like he was efficient, yeah. ran hard, ran. Well, I know he scored touchdowns before. If what? Gibson's healthy and he comes out, if it comes out that he's just fine. I'll still say Gibson. Uh, Here's My
4: problem is, because what's their schedule after the Giants games? Because I I think there's a real legitimate reason to think Brian Robinson will be better in both of the Giants games.
0: Giants, bye. Giants, Niners, Cleveland, Dallas. They have, in their next four games, their last four games of the fantasy season, not including the bye, they have three amazing matchups. Right,
3: Cleveland in the fantasy championships week
4: 17. I'm, I'm probably going to take... Um, Robinson in the Giants games and the Cleveland game and Gibson in the other game. <laughs> okay. That's uh, more or but less. If Gibson's it okay. He's going
3: to take some rushing work too. It won't all go on to Robinson's plate, but did, he was, was, was he not okay today? I, he only played 39% of the snaps. Uh, I didn't pay as much attention to that game as other games. Someone told me earlier in the game that he was missing some time. I don't know if there's anything significant or not. I can look around and see.
0: All right, and um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like, you know, what you're getting from the Falcons, we'll talk about Zacchaeus on Tuesday.
3: Since- Look, one last thing, if it comes out that Gibson is actually fine, then maybe they just benched him.
4: Well, that, that's the thing. I guess that's the reason I was more like willing to believe it, is because I thought it was pretty clear when Robinson was first available They were kind of done with Antonio Gibson. And then McKissick got hurt, and so Gibson was the pass-catching back. And then Gibson was better as a rusher for a while, and so Gibson got more carries. But if Brian Robinson's good, I think they just want Gibson to be McKissick.
0: I don't want to talk about the Sunday night game, but I got to tell you, these coaches have got to stop going for it on fourth down in their own territory. You are not as smart as you think you are. Just punt the freaking football.
4: I think S- you're really wrong about
0: no. that. No. In your own territory?
4: Especially when, when when you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you have Jalen Hurts?
0: What's the point? Just punt the ball and play defense. The point
4: is continuing to have the ball and trying to score.
0: You're, there's too much risk. There's not enough reward at your own wherever they were. <laughs> 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 they are at their own 37 yard line fourth and, and fourth and one at their own 37 yard line yeah, in the I'm, first I'm quarter
4: every single time what
0: no. every
4: single time you
0: know what you and well, your analytics
4: I take it back if if I have
0: a seven point lead no every single time so if, they're, if they're playing the Chiefs that's one thing they're playing the Packers they're, they're heavy favorites the Packers offense he, isn't even good even better the Packers might not even score uh, that's just giving them the game. I'm just giving them a chance. I, I don't. I just play defense, man.
4: What percentage would you have to believe that you were likely to get it to go for it?
0: Seventy percent.
4: Okay, I think the Eagles are seventy percent in third and fourth and one.
0: It doesn't. What does it do for you if you go for it on fourth and one? You're at the. You're at the thirty-eight yard line. Then it's just you, not enough you reward. You have the ball and they don't. Yeah, I understand, but punt the ball and no. don't take the risk. Of giving them 1st and 10 at your own 37. Cincinnati 20, Tennessee 16. Um, Like Mike McCarthy did that on Thanksgiving against the Giants. What was the point of that? You're so much better than the Giants. Why give them a lifeline? Cincinnati 20, Tennessee 16.
4: Hmm. You're so much better than... I'm sorry. Um, Believe it or not... Uh, see that again. This is Hayden Hurst. This is Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, believe it or not, the Titans are not a bad matchup for pass catching running backs.
0: I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. They do. That is one thing that they are giving up a lot of. But believe it or not, they're a bad matchup for everything else.
4: Well, this wasn't very good evidence of that because Samaj P. Ryan also got a rushing touchdown.
0: All right, so you, can, you
3: don't have they're- to believe it. Their pass defense is brutal, and teams are going to continue to throw on them as long as their quarterbacks are upright and not getting sacked a ton. Burrow was sacked you once You think their pass defense is brutal? The Titans' pass defense? Yeah, have you been, they haven't been brutal. They've really turned the corner because they never
0: blitz, no. and they get pressure most weeks. Not this week. and Apparently not.
3: And Higgins well, had a really good It's not game. like Burrow had a, a star-studded day. No, not at all. Higgins made a bunch of... Big time catches. The
0: Fantastic bottom line is catches. they don't really give up more than 20 points. Uh, hardly ever. You know, they're just not a team where you're seeing a lot of fantasy points. I don't know. I mean, but usually. that's, we don't usually have another good about that game stuff. for Traylon Burks. Yes. Let's talk about that. What do you think about Traylon Burks? He did have, I think a 50 yard catch. The, the most
4: important thing we're going to say, and you might not be able to fix it for this year. And I understand if you're hurting right now, if Traylon Burks was in your lineup, Please take this moment. Mark it on your calendar for whenever your rules discussion is. Make sure this never happens to any other fantasy manager in your league. Every touchdown should count for fantasy football. If someone scores a touchdown, you should get fantasy points for that. I'm sorry if you didn't get fantasy points for Traylon Burke's touchdown. If you're a commissioner, just fix it. It should have been that way. Everybody thought it was that way. Fix it.
0: Yeah, you should fix that. Uh, but the question I have about Burks is he's getting so much of his production the last two weeks on big chunk plays, which is great. I mean, he's got that potential, obviously. But does that kind of like that's an interesting profile? So he's only 62% rostered. He's at Philadelphia next week, then the Jaguars, then the Chargers. It gets much better after that. Like, you know, how much of a must start is Traylon Burks if this is what he is, big play dependent? He's not, not a must start. He's an
4: no. excellent boom bust number three wide receiver, though. Love, love having that guy in my wide receiver three slot.
3: And I don't want to rely on him for deep targets, but he he was great. You know, I talked about how Higgins had a, an awesome catch, you know, the the big man catch, and and Burks had a perfect one. Just a big deep ball. Tannell put it to his spot. He was there, grabbed it, didn't have to body catch it. It was impressive. He could end up being a very good receiver in this league and very good for fantasy yeah. moving forward. Uh, I mean, when I say moving forward, I mean more like next year, not this year.
0: Pick him up. All right, Jacksonville 28, Baltimore 27. Another game that was won on a two-point conversion and then almost won again on a 68-yard field goal that fell just short. But, uh, Heath, what do you got for Jacksonville and Baltimore? Believe
4: it or not, in this one, Just just think about it for a minute. Trevor Lawrence will outscore Lamar Jackson rest of season.
0: No, didn't we already establish that Lawrence has the worst schedule going forward? That
4: was what we talked about. I don't remember agreeing to that. We talked about that on Wednesday. Trevor Lawrence has outscored Lamar Jackson since week five. Lawrence's
3: schedule is bad. Wasn't that the case? What's his schedule? Lions, Titans, Cowboys, Jets, Texans in week 17. Yeah, it, that's a bad schedule
0: after the Lions. I'm going to tell you, he's first of all, he's already had one bad game against the Texans. But I think every opponent after the Lions, his last four opponents, I bet they're all like top six against quarterbacks. Um, he was the quarterback that stood out when I did the schedule, playoff Look, schedule uh, yeah. analysis. Five, seven, I, I
3: know six. the schedule's tough for Baltimore, too. I will still take Lamar Jackson over Trevor Lawrence. Me, too.
0: Heath, how about you? I think it's it's really close.
4: I mean, I think Lamar will be better. I don't like Lamar's schedule very much. The Steelers twice, the Broncos next week, um, the Browns and the Falcons. So he's got one good, one maybe, and three bad, kind of like Lawrence. Um.
0: Counting the Steelers I really bad. think
4: this touchdown thing should change for him, but also it's not like they've put a great situation around him. Um, He's throwing up YOLO balls to Deshaun Jackson and trying to wait long enough in the pocket for Demarcus Robinson to lose his man in coverage.
3: Mm-hmm. He's missing um, throws too, which we talked yeah. about.
4: Um So, I don't know. I'm, I'm discouraged, even though he scored 25 points and should have had 30.
0: Okay, uh, but he's had a
4: lot of he's had a, a number of should have had thirties this year.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think about Christian Kirk's disappointing game? Four catches, forty six yards on nine targets. Did have the nine targets, but uh, that was disappointing, Dave. What do you think about Christian Kirk
3: running right back to him next week? And he he got he, he was checked out during the game, but I believe he stayed in. Um, I'm he I'm starting him next week against Detroit. That's easy. I'll reevaluate after that, but he's, he sh- I'll still call him a top 24 receiver rest of season. Does he pass by Garrett Wilson?
2: Hmm.
3: Well, next week,
0: uh, the reason, okay. So the reason why I circled Trevor Lawrence's schedule is he's got Detroit, which is great on paper. Tennessee is a, still a great matchup, but we're finding out every week. That's simply not the case. Dallas is not easy. The Jets are not easy. And the Texans going into this week gave up the third fewest fantasy points to running to quarterbacks because everybody just runs on them all day. But mm-hmm. uh we'll again we'll play it week by week. All right, Carolina twenty three and Denver ten.
4: So we already did the believe it or not on DJ Moore. And I don't really want to talk about the Broncos.
0: Um Latavius, you want to talk about Latavius?
4: Yeah, I mean he's he worth a, talking about. He had a fifty-two yard run. And I thought it looked like he hurt himself halfway through it, but I think he just got tired. Um, believe it or not, Latavius Murray is a high-end flex rest of season.
0: I can believe that. Yeah. Who, so let's t- compare Latavius Murray to, say, Brian Robinson. Who would you rather have?
4: I was really afraid you were going to say Deontay Foreman, and Dave and I had a heck of a battle that came out. I think Dave won that one by three-tenths or four-tenths of a fantasy point between <laughs> Deontay Foreman and Latavius Murray today. It was a, a pillow fight for the ages. Um, <laughs> a slight lean to Latavius. Like, his usage in this game was spectacular.
3: Yeah, they'll play out the string with him at running back. I think, I don't think they're going to like completely take him out of the the game plan. Uh, 82% of the snaps dominated third and fourth downs, every single snap inside the 10. And there were a lot of plays where they just did. It looked like they did not want Russell Wilson to do anything. And, and they just wanted him to, they wanted Murray to take the ball. If he has this
4: role the rest of the season, that's not a sure thing. He has two terrible matchups at Baltimore and at the Rams, but his other three games are Chiefs, Cardinals, Chiefs. Those weeks, it could be better than a high
3: flex. Yeah, um, yeah, you know. but I don't. I think you've got to start him with that as the expectation, especially against the Chiefs, for example, because those could be games where Kansas City can score three touchdowns in the first half and. I don't know if the Broncos are capable of scoring three touchdowns in four points. No, but I don't. I do think like he played almost all the
4: third and fourth downs, right? All but
3: one. Yeah, all but one.
4: That's the thing that doesn't sound right about Latavius Murray. Yeah, I don't think a bad game script is going to hurt him.
3: Well, unless Mike Boone comes back and takes that over, which could happen as soon as next week. Yeah, and this is a team that wants to use multiple running backs. I think this is the most that a running back has played for them this year, 82%. I don't think it's even close. Right,
0: let's go to our next game here. Miami 30, Houston 15. Uh, let's talk about Damian Pierce. We have to talk about him.
4: Uh, believe it or not, Damian Pierce, this is the same one as last week, has <laughs> hit the rookie wall and is no longer a fantasy starter.
3: Yeah, it's it's believable, and I think the Texans are aware of it. He only played 55% of the snaps. Really looked awful. The Texans just, their offense overall is just awful. And when they're starting Allen at quarterback, it's easy for a defense to say, okay, let's focus on this rookie and make sure he doesn't go anywhere. Even more frustrating that a short yardage goal line carry went to a Goomba Wally in the third quarter instead of him, instead of Pierce.
0: Uh, yeah, that was, he's, that, what a terrible stretch for, for Damian Pierce. I don't know if he's hitting the rookie wall, but whatever it is, I mean, it's not good. But I mean, it's going Cleveland. to be frustrating he gets because Cleveland he's got the Cleveland next yeah.
3: week. The Cleveland schedule, yeah. Well, at least good opportunity next week against Cleveland. I don't ever know what
4: my ranking is going to look like the following week on Sunday night, but and I'm usually pretty bad at guessing. But I do not anticipate Damian Pierce being a top twenty running back for me. No, I think that even that's a, even against the Browns.
0: Yeah. Okay. And on the other side of the ball. You know, not a disappointing game for Wilson, but he still scored. Dolphins are the Dolphins; they're freaking great.
3: Um,
0: Cleveland twenty-three, Tampa Bay seventeen.
3: <laughs> I love our analysis for the Dolphins.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited for their game next week against the Niners. I mean, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm.
4: I'm a little worried,
0: but about Tua. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah
0: I feel that. Um, I right, Cleveland so twenty-three, did- Tampa Bay seventeen.
4: Yeah, we did Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, David Njoku is back as a big part of the Browns' offense.
3: Yeah, uh, I'll say that he's back as a part of the offense. Big part. That's not going to happen with Cooper there. Well,
4: I think he. I, mean, could be I seven think seven to eight targets
3: a game. Let's just say he will get seven to eight targets a game. He, you got lucky with the late touchdown catch. Uh, if he, if he doesn't catch that touchdown, it's a dud. And we're talking about dropping David Njoku, certainly lowering expectations as it stands. Seven targets are nice. Five catches are nice. Uh, throw downfield a little bit more. Would can that be possible? If, if he had scored the touchdown
4: in the first quarter, would we've gotten lucky with the touchdown catch?
3: Yes. Because the rest of the game, he was pretty dudsville. That's a the end, one though. play saved him in fantasy.
0: That wasn't him. He was routinely getting around 70 yards before the injury. He had right. like, 29 yards in this game.
3: We This is another example of a player that suffers a high ankle sprain, and we we come back to him when he gets in action again, and he's just not quite the same player.
4: But, but if he's getting seven targets every week, he's going to be a must-start top 10 tight end. Uh,
3: let's put it this way. If you're in a league where you don't have to start a tight end, you don't have to roster David Njoku. But that's like two percent of our <laughs> listeners. It's
4: more than two percent. He's getting it's, seven it's less targets every week. He's going to be a must-start tight end.
3: Sure, I agree. Yeah, but pr- big yeah. part of the Browns' offense. I, I got, I got problems with that word "big."
0: He's pretty big, Dave. I mean, he's very
3: tall the, guy. The
4: number two target in the Browns' pass offense. <sighs> That's
0: interesting. It's going to be pretty close between him and Donovan Peoples-Jones. We're talking about David Njoku, and now we're talking about a new game, our last game here. Unless there's anything we really. No, you know what? I'm sorry. I know we're running longer than I wanted, but that's okay. Tom Brady. It wasn't a terrible game. It was 22 fantasy points, right? It's now 19 to 22 fantasy points in three of his last four games, but I don't know, man. I I just... Something's missing. And then it's funny because now they've got Godwin going, and Godwin's been great the last two weeks, and, and he still right. isn't great. So
3: he's what's super the, old. <laughs> he's super old, and he's not quite as precise as he was before. Is that it? Consistently. Consistently, because there were some throws that he made that were awesome. But he's got back in the day, meaning like last year, he, he was on target all the time. He was on all the time. And this year, he's just—it feels like there's maybe five throws a game where you just go, "That's Brady."
0: We've given up hope of Tom Brady just crushing it to end the season, right?
3: Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then we'll now go to our last game, which is the Jets and the Bears, which we've probably covered mostly. I'd say we covered the Jets. What about the Bears and David Montgomery? Seventeen touches ended up with a decent game. Um, Thoughts on Montgomery?
4: Um, well, I don't remember what we said a couple weeks ago, but I think he's just doing what we expected. He gets, he's an, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. A good, he's a good number two running back, and probably a number one against the right matchup.
3: I don't know if he'll ever be a, a number one, but here, here's another running back that's got 20 touch potential from week to week. Played almost 70 percent of the snaps. A lot of third and fourth downs. Every single snap inside the 10. And he had over 100 total yards. I don't think there's anything to complain about with Montgomery.
4: Here's a question. I mean,
3: here's he a good was, one. Sorry. He, he was, was
4: the number one last week, wasn't he? He scored 21 fantasy points. He was last week, yes.
0: But he'd never be again. <laughs> 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 might never be again. Might not. Um, wait. What was I going to say? Oh, here's the question. So Fields might come back next week. Uh, when's their bye? Two weeks? Mm-hmm.
3: Correct. Week 14 they they're bye.
0: Any issue in Chase Claypool with Mooney maybe out
3: for the year? Claypool got shaken up too in the game. He did, and his jersey was very dirty. I don't know if you guys saw that, well, I mean, he's got the letters P O O in his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dirty kid. Um, he he made a great contested catch earlier in the game. He might have been on his way to a great game. Instead, he didn't do anything after that contested catch, and he's. He's, even if he is the top target in this offense, what does that mean? Six? Six targets per game? For him, that might mean eight or nine PPR points. So now? Now.
0: Okay. Good night, everyone. Thanks for watching. The Packers prove my point. You don't go for it on fourth and one from your own 37-yard line. Uh, mistake. That's now <laughs> Adam,
4: Adam, Adam Litticks.
0: <laughs> I love Adam Litticks. They're great. Thanks uh, for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Beyond the Box score on Fantasy Football today.